celebrate uh, military service, not just because it's the right thing to do, but because it affects your bottom line and these people can grow with leaders at your company. Recently, we had the opportunity to visit one of our grantees, the GI Go Fund in Newark, New Jersey. The mission of the GI Go Fund is to support veterans and their families by connecting them with services they need to lead fulfilling lives in the civilian sector. In 2018, the GI Gold Fund held a ribbon cutting for the opening of the Jackson Drysdale Veteran Center, a veteran incubator where veterans receive support for starting and growing their own businesses. The center itself was launched through a community partnership of Kessler Foundation, Prudential, Panasonic, and JobPath, the innovative employment tool developed at the GI Go Fund for job seekers transitioning from military service. Today's podcast is being brought to you from the Drysdale Veteran Center, where we interviewed Jack Fanus, GI GoFund founder, and Justin Constantine, the first veteran to use resources of the Drysdale Center. Justin is a former Marine Lieutenant Colonel, an attorney, and is now an inspirational speaker and leadership consultant. He survived a gunshot wound to the head while serving in Iraq. Justin is the author of My Battlefield, Your Office. Leadership Lessons from the Front Lines. Let's listen in as senior writer Carolyn Murphy of Kessler Foundation hosts this interview. I am Justin Constantine, a retired Marine Corps Lieutenant Colonel. I, I served on active duty and, and reserves with the Marine Corps for 16 years. I left, uh, I was medically retired in 2013. I suffered a serious gunshot wound to the head during a deployment to Iraq in 2006. Um, as you mentioned, I was a lawyer for a while, and I also have an advanced law degree from Georgetown, but now I spend all my time uh, working with JobPath. I'm in charge of business development, so focusing specifically on veteran employment and helping veterans with transition and helping HR professionals understand the business case for hiring veterans. Jack. Please introduce yourself to our listeners today. Sure. It's uh, great to be with you again, Caroline, and, and I appreciate the opportunity to, to talk about uh, not only the incubator space and the, the stuff that GI GoFund works on and focuses on, but really highlighting some of the incredible work Justin's been doing uh, as a part of the incubator and, and, and abroad uh, and, and beyond some of the work that we do here in the incubator. Uh, we founded the GI GoFund, uh, my brother and I and a group of our friends uh, founded the GI GoFund uh, 13 years ago after one of our best friends was killed in Iraq. His name was Lieutenant Seth DeVorn. And since then, we have made it our mission to help veterans transition home, whatever that means. You know, if they're facing homelessness, um, if they're facing mental health issues, um, and primarily, most importantly, in our, in our line of work, um, and if they're facing unemployment. We help them find jobs, we help them transition home uh, and put their lives back together. Thank you, Jack. And that dovetails with the mission of Kessler Foundation, uh, where we feel that employment is key for people with disabilities. It's fundamental uh, to uh, leading productive, independent lives in the community. Uh, let's talk a little bit about employment and veterans today. Uh, today's labor market offers opportunities for job seekers, uh, and, employ and employers are seeking uh, good workers. How should employers view the potential for veterans to join their workplaces? Well, I, I, I've said this uh, many times before in the past. I think it's becoming truer and truer now in the, in the HR space. People are starting to realize it, that veterans 
Um, the business case, Justin talks about this all the time, the business case for hiring veterans, is that veterans actually help your bottom line, right? This isn't a charitable endeavor. Uh, one of the reasons why we went out and, and created JobPath in addition to GI GoFund is because we don't believe veteran hiring is a charitable endeavor. It's not something that should come from your corporate foundation. You're not doing good uh, for the veteran community because it's the right thing to do. You're actually hiring veterans because they help your company. They help your, your bottom line. They show up to work on time. Uh, they work hard. They stay late. Uh, they follow instructions. Um, they are very trainable. Uh, one veteran said something to me that really changed my life close to 15, 10 years ago, uh, that veterans are trained to be trainable. Um, and that's something that's very valuable in today's day and age as the labor market continues to change with the technologies that we're using. You want somebody who is able to be trained, somebody who's willing to be trained, so that as they move forward and as they move up your company's um, ranks, you know, they're willing to be trained and learn the new technologies that you're using. So when bringing a veteran into your company, you're bringing someone in who's hardworking and dedicated, uh, mission-driven, um, and will help the bottom line on a daily basis. So there are advantages uh, to the experience in the military for today's workforce. Oh, for sure. Um, and what leadership lessons from the front lines should employers be aware of, Justin? Well, I, I appreciate that. That's the title of the first book I wrote, My Battlefield, Your Office, Leadership Lessons from the Front Lines. And in that book, I was taking uh, practice and celebrating Marine Corps leadership lessons and applying them to mid-level managers in the private sector. But em employers should be aware, HR professionals, recruiters, managers, everyone involved uh, in, in some sort of management capacity at a company should know that veterans, uh, no matter what they did in the service, uh, first of all, 75% of the jobs they did in the military have a direct civilian uh, translation or counterpart. And so every day in the military, we are taught leadership skills. We are taught advanced training based on whatever it is we do. And, you know, I was a lawyer in the Marine Corps. My friends were doctors, engineers, IT professionals, somewhere in recruiting, which is marketing, uh, communications, admin. So we do it all. And so people should know that when, as Jack often says, when they're hiring someone from out of, out of the military, they're hiring from another company, essentially. Not from this weird thing where we're just, all we do is go off to war, but we are a bunch of professionals who day in, day out, do our jobs and do it very well. So we've all received training in uh, advanced training in whatever field we're in. Uh, we, we do show up for work on time. We are drug free. We are encouraged to take the initiative when appropriate and comfortable doing so, but also come from a strong background of teamwork and collaboration, which is critical uh, in today's economy. All right, Justin, but why does transition to civilian employment remain a challenge for many veterans? In your recent book, From We Will to At Will, we learned that many veterans succeed in finding civilian jobs, but more than half leave their first job within a year. What are the causes of poor retention and what measures can we take to solve the problem? Sure, and, and that is a complicated question, so I'm going to unpack it a little bit. Currently, uh, the, the program that the transitioning service members go through when they're leaving active duty is called, the acronym is TAP, which stands for transi uh, uh, Transition Assistance Program. So it's only a, a week-long course to learn everything they need to know about transitioning and, and setting themselves up for success in the private sector. Obviously, that's not really enough time, and to date, the resources available to them are very simplistic. And so that's something we concentrate on very heavily, uh, very heavily on here at JobPath and the GI GoFund. And we've, we've, uh, we've built and um, researched and built a number of tools, a whole suite of tools for veterans. They're all free for them. 
but also for HR professionals, because it's a two-way street. Veterans need to know how to talk to employers and translate their skills into language that private sector employers are used to hearing, and HR employers need to learn about the veterans as well. So when you asked about transition or, uh, and retention, this is all part of it. It's a big picture there. And so, yes, it's true that approximately 50% of veterans leave their first job within their first year. But frankly, that's somewhat consistent with what millennials are doing now anyway. So it's not just a veteran issue, it's a generational issue. But for veterans in particular, they're leaving those jobs, pay is, and surveys bear this out. Pay is part of that. There's only so much employers can do about that. But also, the next two reasons are that veterans don't find that that company has a strong mission that they're used to, like when they work in the military. Again, very hard to recreate anywhere else, but there are steps you can do to make sure every one of your employers appreciates the mission of your company and gets behind it. And also they feel like they are underemployed, they're underutilized, they're not working to their potential like they were in the military. Which again, may be hard to do, but employers can, that's something they can control. They can give more responsibility to a sergeant who had eight years in the Marine Corps who's used to leading 13 people at a time and so on. So there are steps that employers can take. Veterans need to take the time to tools like a job path or other places to find the right career for themselves. Not just take the first job that they, that they come across or not wait until they're out of the military before they start working on this. So it's a move out of desperation. But find the right job that's good for them that they can grow that company and stay for longer periods of time. So the workplace culture is a factor. Oh, that's something that employers yeah, need to be aware of and work on on their end. Yeah, workplace, workplace culture is important. And if you, if you do want to, uh, if you do want to be military friendly and, and really military ready, if you want to, if you have a press release that says that about your company, then there's a lot to that. And that means creating a culture that where you celebrate uh, military service not as Jack said, being not just because it's the right thing to do, but because it affects your bottom line, and these people can grow to be leaders at your company. And that culture includes, you know, celebrating military holidays, uh, acknowledging people's service, giving veterans a chance at the company to talk about their experience if they want to do that, and so on. There's a number of ways to do that. Thank you, Justin. Um, let's uh, circle back to job path and uh, have Jack Fanus tell us exactly what job path is uh, and how it differs from other services available for job seeking veterans. Sure. So uh, job path is a, a program that grew out of some of the work we've been doing at GI Go Fund that focuses uh, on, on several criteria that help a veteran transition more successfully. So some of the other services that exist out there, they're just traditional job boards, right? A veteran goes and looks for a job on a, on a website um, and there's no real resources that explain to them exactly where they might end up or where might be a good fit for them. So uh, one of the things that we did, uh, Justin, I believe mentioned MOSs, which is an acronym that stands for Military Occupational Specialty. Your job in the military is usually broken down into some form of an alphanumeric code. Justin, for instance, as an attorney, his MOS was a 4402. Others are 11 Bravo, 88 Mike. These are all terms that don't mean much to civilian recruiters. Um, they're also terms that are difficult for a veteran to transition into civilian language. So we've built a tool. We sat down with heads of HR at Fortune 500 companies, um, and we built a tool that translates every single one of those military occupations into civilian language and then maps them back to actual civilian jobs 
uh, for the 21st century. So a service member can come in and tell us, hey, I was an 88 Mike or I was an 11 Bravo. Those are two different uh, MOSs in the, in the military. We will show them that if you're an 88 Mike, well, that means you were a truck driver in the military. There are certain steps that you can take to move forward and become a truck driver in the civilian world, take advantage of certain benefits and resources uh, that exist on the civilian world to get your CDL for free. That's a $10,000 benefit uh, that service members usually don't, uh, that most people don't ever get to take advantage of. Uh, we also provide them the ability to write resumes right there on the platform. So going through their profile data, we generate a resume from their platform, uh, from their re uh, profile um, automatically that works with all applicant tracking systems. Uh, we have job training uh, as we're sitting here in Diego's training center, uh, something that we've been passionate about for years. Kessler's been a supporter of ours since the beginning um, about training, and we have over 250 training courses for service members to take uh, on, on the platform that get them job ready, give them the business skills that they need, over 250 of them uh, completely for free. So it's, it's a it's a technology platform that actually takes the services of a nonprofit and puts it online so that we can scale and reach thousands and thousands of veterans on a daily basis. And it's working, right? The GI Go Fund, on a day-to-day -day basis, we might see three or four veterans walk in the door, right? Uh, but on a monthly basis, JobPath gets 24,000 new veterans. It's because we're online, we're able to scale, we're able to help veterans with the services and resources that GI Go's been doing in person for years, now being able to provide it online. And that's something that's been missing in the space forever, because there's a lot of nonprofits out there who provide these resources but there's not many technology companies out there that realize that these are the resources that are required. So we've married the two. Let's talk a bit about those impressive uh, statistics regarding job path. Uh, how are these veterans finding um, job path and accessing the services? Are sure. they finding out through TAP or? So there, there, are, cer there are some TAP classes that, mm -hmm. that talk about this, but not many. Uh, so it's not really coming from the traditional ways most people would think. Uh, most of the time people would assume that we would have some type of an official relationship with the Department of Defense or the VA and they're funneling all their veterans to us. That's not what's happening. We're targeting veterans online for their search terms, their keywords, things that they're looking for, you know, jobs after the military, jobs near Fort Drum, jobs near Fort Dix. Um, so we're, we're targeting those search terms so that veterans who um, search those things find out about job path. That's helped us build our base of veteran users. Obviously then once they get on the platform and they see the resources that are there, that message spreads like wildfire through the veteran community. You know, they, their veterans will tweet these things out, share it on LinkedIn as a great resource. That's another way in which we're growing our, our database. But what I think is the most, uh, most important way in which we've grown our database um, is, again, GI GoFund is our nonprofit. JobPath is the company that built the software. I was lucky enough to be approached by an investor who gave us a giant investment to build this software technology as a director of a nonprofit, right? So I, my nonprofit and my, the veterans I work with now have this incredible technology to work with. I recognize that there are other veterans organizations around the country who want to do the same good work that we do, but don't have the ability to go out and build this type of software. So what we've done is we, we turn around and white label or license the software out to those veterans organizations. So the United Way, for instance, Paralyzed Veterans of America. Um, and there are, there are dozens more. There are Hope for the Warriors and several other Blue Star families, uh, which focuses on military spouses. We provide them the software. So ultimately, their users, their veterans, their military spouses use the tool under their brand. But it ultimately ends up into our pipeline, which is important for employers, right? Because employers are always saying to us, where do we go to find veterans, right? Our company wants to hire veterans, Panasonic, for instance, or Prudential. They'll come and say, we want to hire veterans. Where do we go? 
if you're not building one giant network of, of nonprofits and veterans organizations that are working together, you're ultimately going to be dealing with a very small population of veterans, right? Because each nonprofit might be helping a couple hundred veterans a year or maybe a couple thousand veterans a year. So if you're working with just one of those veterans organizations, you're only going to be sampling, getting a very small sampling of the military when you go to hire. Now we're giving the employers the opportunity to do outreach to the entire military community, essentially, because every veterans organization will be using this type of software. They're all falling into the same type of, of database and now the the employers the Panasonic's the Prudentials of the world have the opportunity to go and source from a larger database let's uh, Justin let's talk about the uh, employer piece and how um, employers are finding out about job path and signing on well there's a number of ways employers are finding out uh, we're lucky that we have a lot of champions out there who talk about us Jack and I give demos of the platform through contacts I have or through contacts friends have. Um, we, we've also spearheaded a number of initiatives around the, around the country to try to develop this pipeline. But for instance, just this week I spoke to here in New York City, uh, to the New York City chapter of SHRM, to 75 HR professionals about the business case of hiring veterans. And of course we highlighted job path as part of that. Then that night I flew down to Atlanta and talked to 65 chief human resource officers about leadership and overcoming adversity, but also about hiring veterans and, and showcase job paths. So just in one day I spoke to 130 HR professionals. We also have a strong partnership with SHRM, the Society for Human Resource Management, which is the largest association of HR professionals in the country. They have over 350,000 individual members. So a massive organization. When Jack talked about how we've white labeled our solution for some nonprofits, SHRM is also one of those that we have, and it's called uh, the SHRM's Hire Vets platform. So now any of SHRM's members who want to uh, turn to SHRM as a trusted resource at hiring veterans, they're coming into our system on the back end. So that, that's critical. But also just, uh, you know, we are talking to folks at a state level, like to Virginia right now, and also to Texas. Uh, we're talking to New York City, and we've already, cr about white labeling our solution for them and all the employers they work with. We've done the same thing for eight counties out together, who came together around Albany, what's called the, the capital region here in New York. They white label our solution, so all their employers are accessing our system. So it's not just, Although I start out by mentioning individual contacts I've had, which are through my business as a motivational seeker, we have just uh, um, bumped into so many groups that want to utilize what we're doing, and success begets success. You know, I spoke at Apple last year on Veterans Day with Tim Cook to Apple employees about veterans. Well, they're our newest, largest client as of uh, just a couple weeks ago. And that's just, you know, we put in some work on the beginning uh, to talk to them about veteran employment, and they really liked our platform. Now they're our new client. I'm confident a number of Apple vendors will be our clients in the future, and that's how that works. Tell us about how um, Apple came to be on board with uh, Job path. Yeah, it's an interesting story. I've played in President Bush's Warrior Open golf tournament for Wounded Warriors. Uh, I've played in it twice, uh, 2013 and 2014. One year, uh, one, and, I've, and I've also worked very closely with the Fisher House Foundation, who's always there. One year I played with a woman named Christy Smith, who was then at Deloitte and very close to the Fisher House. She had done a TEDx talk in Boston, uh, and she 
recommended I do the same thing. So she called her friend in Boston, and that was my first TEDx talk I did was up there. We stayed in contact. She's now in charge of diversity and inclusion at Apple. So last year, they were looking for an incredible seeker and so and instead they had they brought me out there and so <laughs> I went out there and I was also there was also a Navy SEAL who had been um, shot in the leg during the recovery mission for Sergeant Bergdahl who was uh, one of our mm -hmm. s soldiers who went uh, you know UA while over there and so and we met in the green room with Tim Cook and then we each spent about 10 or 15 minutes talking about 200 Apple employees who really want to learn more about veterans uh, just about some challenges we've been through and and, and related topics, overcoming adversity. Since then, I stayed in touch with Apple, and there's also a guy I met out there who was also a Marine officer who had worked uh, in Northern Virginia, where I used to live as well. And so we talked uh, generally back then, this is back in November, about Apple having a veteran hiring program. They followed up with us a couple months ago, and you know, so it's been coming up on eight months or so, and now we are helping, they've never hired veterans as part of a formal program before. Now we are helping them, we are their only partners in creating a true veteran hiring program for Apple at all their retail stores and all their management positions as well. And so it's a really exciting, exciting prospect for us because uh, we're helping them suits and nuts on that whole program. Not just, they're not just advertising jobs or looking through our database, but we're helping them create true content. Very interesting. Jack, uh, Justin was the first veteran to utilize the resources of the Drysdale Center. Um, tell us uh, uh, a little bit about um, the scope of the supports that are offered there. Sure. So uh, obviously we provide office space um, as a part of the center, uh, but we also offer AV, AV support. Uh, so one of the things Justin uh, works on as a part of his book, uh, he developed e-learning. Uh, that goes along with the book, the uh, From We Will to At Will. Uh, so it's an e-learning guide for HR professionals to come online and, and learn some best practices about hiring veterans and military spouses. Using the technology and the space in the center, we were able to film and edit Justin's um, e-learning series. Uh, that's a service that costs a lot of money, right? Now we're able to, to do that in-house uh, and produce that type of, uh, of, of, of uh, uh, video and an e-learning series uh, for Justin and his business and for the book. Um, obviously, this is available for job path as well uh, but wraparound services that we offer other veterans is in addition to the AV uh, we're also providing the office space but legal services accounting services uh, website uh, assistance and services there as well and really what, whatever else a veteran may need we, we one of our other veteran incubators is a gentleman named Mike Stedman um, who runs a, uh, a really powerful um, wellness wor uh, workshop with companies uh, where he goes in and teaches them boxing and, and, and different types of, of physical fitness to keep their day going and keep their energy high, le uh, levels high. You know, we've been able to help Mike make some introductions and, and meet, meet some companies, even give him a platform to shoot a, uh, a, a podcast of his own here in the platform uh, in the center. So really providing a lot of wraparound services. But I, I would like to say that one of the reasons why I find a lot of value in having an incubator here is because Veterans are incredible individuals, and we benefit more from the veterans that are sitting here in this building being our incubators than they benefit from us, right? So that, that and I'll elaborate on that. While we're providing a lot of services to these veterans and giving them the platform to do the great work that they're capable and able, of do, able to do, the things that they bring back, Justin mentioned some of the some of the things that he's working on with us, uh, some of the contacts that he brings, some of the discipline he's brought to the entire team, just being here with us. 
um, is incredible. Uh, Mike, Mike, in, in another way, some of the creative things that he brings to the table are, are really incredible. So we are benefiting from the incubatees, the, the veterans that are coming and using our service, more than they're benefiting from us, right? And I, I just want that to be clear, and I, I want that <coughs> message to get out to any employer who might be thinking about a veteran. You know, you're going to benefit. So th they went through so much training and so much discipline that they come out incredible individuals. And and Justin and, and Mike and other veterans that I know don't like to talk about it that way, but it's true. Uh, and we benefit so much from them being here uh, that I, I encourage other companies and other employers to do the same. Bring veterans into your fold and, and see what they bring to you. I mean, it, you might think you're helping a veteran out by providing them a paycheck or us pro by providing them space, but you'll see, you'll learn that what you offer them pales in comparison to what they bring back to you. Thank you, Jack. Um, so, Justin, you worked on the e-learning um, modules uh, at the Drysdale Center. Uh, it's, uh, tell us about the type of uh, support that you receive to develop and promote them. And what, is it, what do you feel the potential impact will be on better employment? Yeah, I, I, I like talking about the e-learning because it's an exciting extension of what we're already doing. So in this particular series about veteran employment, it's, it's again for HR professionals and tr roughly tracking on each chapter of the book I wrote. So whether it's, uh, and, and the idea is that people don't have to go to a workshop, they can do watch this and learn from the comfort of their own home or their office space on their computer. And because I'm a recertification provider for SHRM, they'll get one hour of a continuing HR credit for every hour of the e-learning that they take and participate in. And so whether it's how to hire veterans, how to interview veterans better, how to onboard, you talked about culture, so I have a whole section on creating a military-friendly and military-ready work environment, um, and, and so on, and about retention as well. So those are modules where I'm leading them, but we have other, we interview other uh, experts in each module as well, whether it's on military spouse employment, or again, have someone show us, show the audience how to do a great interview, things like that. So it's not just me, it's collaborative in nature. So those are all for HR professionals. We also have a series uh, we're working on right now that will be for the veterans and military spouses themselves so they can watch and learn how to get great jobs and find the careers they're looking for. I know later in, in this podcast we're going to talk about other demographics we're working with, uh, but just as a precursor to that, we are also going to be providing the same sort of e-learning for employers who want to hire people with disabilities and formerly incarcerated people, and also, again, provide resources for people from those groups too. So. Right now we're focusing on the veterans and I'm very lucky that I have Job Path and GI GoFund supporting me in that because there's no way I could do this without them. But we're gonna be providing a much, you know, really broadening our aperture to these other demographics as well. I think that's an important point. So the tools that are being developed here uh, are apl applicable not only to veterans with disabilities, but to um, actually, you know, all veterans, um, but most importantly to the larger group of Americans with disabilities, the largest minority in the United States is more than 50 million people. Uh, so I think it's really important to note that these tools have a are potentially scalable to that community. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll like to chime in and add, and then Jack may have some comments as well, but uh, you know, we we have built, Job has built these tools and resources, so as we say, 
plug and play. So if a company wants to use part of them or all of them, Jack mentioned MLS Translator, they can license that and put it on their website or maybe they don't want that. Maybe they just want to search our you know, huge Canada database of 200,000 veterans looking for new jobs or they want to just post their jobs on our site, which they can do, or all of those. So it's plug and play. And the same is, you know, because one thing that was missing in the veteran space is one place, truly a one-stop shop, where veterans and HR professionals could go to to learn everything they need to know, whether on the HR side, about what these, what people in the military did, how to find them, and more. And, and for the veterans to be able to create resumes that will work with every applicant tracking system out there, which is a critical differentiator for us, but also find, you know, participate in our very robust mentorship portal also to take the 250 training courses Jack mentioned and those are growing uh, every day all that under one roof we decided there's and Sherm also asked us to do this there's no reason why this should be limited to veterans take out the part about military jobs but the mentorship resumes that get through African tracking systems uh, training courses everyone needs that kind of stuff so that's why we're creating specialized content for people with disabilities uh, and, and we've talked with Kessler about this before but as, as you said 50 million people fall in that category so we're taking what we learned in the veteran space now uh, now from a really uh, intelligent in an intelligent way and, and with six years of experience under our belt taking it to this much broader population as well Jack, would you like to wrap up uh, with um, some comments on the importance of the funding that you've received from your community partners uh, to launch these initiatives? Absolutely. I mean, I, I was going to piggyback on what Justin just said and, and really give credit to our community partners for uh, being able to do this, right? Because otherwise, it's just an idea, right? If, if we don't have uh, partners who come in and help us fund these things and put these pieces together, uh, put all these things in motion, it's just an idea. So without the support of um, Prudential, Panasonic, PSCNG, and I will say honestly, most importantly, Kessler, because Kessler has been here since the beginning. Uh, you have funded some variation of our training center since 2008, I believe, um, and you have you have helped us grow to where we are today. And and our and our pivot towards uh, disabilities. You know, we've been thinking about it for quite some time, and, I, and I, I, I'll, I'll just say this. Recognizing that Kessler focuses on people with disabilities, but took the time out to say, you know, we want to put a special focus on veterans with disabilities, recognizing that that's a, a specific demographic within the d disabled uh, space, really opened up our eyes to say, all right, well, what, how can we give back, right? How can we turn around now and say, all right, we've built some incredible stuff for veterans with disabilities. How does this apply to people with disabilities? How can we make that work? So basically, giving back to the way Kessler gave us, we can give back now. So um, I can't thank Kessler enough. Obviously, the other funders as well, they've done so much for us. But Kessler, Elaine, you, Caroline, and, and so many of the people over there in, in the leadership have believed in what we have been building here for almost 10 years. And uh, where we're sitting now is a, a result of that type of commitment, that type of belief, um, in not only what we're doing, but in the cause and in the veterans that we're trying to serve. Uh, and we believe that we are now able to take what we learned um, and, and help other groups and other demographics and give back and pay it forward in that way. Thank you, Jack. Uh, Justin, um, let's wrap up with uh, a message from you to veterans with disabilities who are transitioning. Sure. Uh, you know, 
I can give my thoughts. So, as a as a backdrop to this, I recognize that every single person is different, and disabilities. Uh, there are a wide variety of disabilities. So, I have physical wounds. Obviously, I was shot in the head, and it took a long time to recover. But I also have the invisible wounds of war, which are the signature wounds from Iraq and Afghanistan. I have PTSD and traumatic brain injury. But I went to counseling for 18 months for the PTSD one-on-one weekly sessions with a psychologist, which was the best decision I could ever make. So if, if I am, if there's a disabled veteran out there with mental health issues and you're still listening, I really encourage you to get the help that you deserve and you need. And, and maybe your family needs you to do that as well. But the point is, uh, I surround myself with good people. I, had, I laid out some goals of where I wanted to get to. I tried really hard. I recognize that um, our lives could be changed or over in an instant, and so I want to use my time extremely effectively, and so I don't try to boil the ocean, as I say. I focus on a handful of things I think I can do, and I want to be good at each one of those. So for disabled veterans or veterans who are, are, are service members leaving the military, quickly try to identify what it is you want to do, and that list could change. but in, be okay asking for help, reaching out to others. Everyone wants to help us and take advantage of that help and, and then push forward. Dust yourself off and keep going because there's there's nothing that we can't accomplish. We are all capable of doing amazing things. I have those I look to for inspiration and hopefully you have some as well. How about a message for employers and their hiring managers? Sure. Uh, I, I, I just can't stress enough the business case of hiring veterans. Don't hire us because you think it's the right thing to do, although it's nice. Hire us because you sat down and thought about it and made an intelligent decision. We can help your ROI and we can help your company grow. Uh, please consider JobPath as your platform of choice for doing that. And, and keep us in mind when you're trying to find solutions to uh, challenges in the veteran employment space because we work with hundreds of companies already and, and we really want to keep growing. Now, I'd like to just uh, add one more point about employment and what Kessler, why, why it's so important to me what Kessler focuses on about employment because that was probably the biggest part of my recovery, getting back to work and feeling like I was providing value to American society and contributing to the well-being of my family. And so that's why veteran employment is so important to me because I know getting a, a good job out of the military is a challenge, but when you do, a lot of other issues you may be facing seem to go away uh, for one reason or another, and that's why it's so critical for me, and I hope other folks recognize that as well. Well, that's exactly why employment yeah. is so central to Kessel Foundation's mission. Yeah. We feel everything else hinges on yes, that. Yes, I agree. For sure, 100%. That's why we spend our lives doing the exact same thing. For more information about Kessler Foundation's commitment to finding employment solutions and creating awareness to the high unemployment and underemployment of Americans with disabilities, go to www.kesslerfoundation.org forward slash grant programs. That's www.kesslerfoundation.org forward slash grant programs. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, listen to us on SoundCloud, and tweet with us on Twitter.